so it's my understanding that Pavlos is banned all from soft talk on the podcast. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, we dare not speak its name. Uh, wow, you must have really made him souls worn. That is terrible. <laughs> anyway, just get get out. Anyway, of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's get right into it. Yeah, well, welcome Assassin's Creed. Yeah, welcome to the Assassin's Creed cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. This is where we talk about all things Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah. And, I don't uh, think I'm gonna recover from the Souls Worn pun for the next two hours. That's not. Oh, <laughs> have I made you Soul Scorn? I'm gonna fucking die. So, 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 can't just put souls in front of words. <laughs> no, no, it's a thing. See, you're not a you're not a Souls fan, so you don't get these razor sharp puns. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, well, actually, before we get to uh, Assassin's Creed, which I didn't even... I forgot to even add to our little topic <laughs> list here. Uh, I just no, now noticed it. It was a surprise. Uh, it's it's Murph Week, mm-hmm. everyone. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Murph Month on the Twin Geek site. Confetti. Murph Month. The Murph Month. Yeah. yeah. Murph... Murph May. Oh yeah. Um, I'm cu- I'm coming to you uh, extra doped up and vaccinated. April showers bring <laughs> yeah, Murph flowers. Nice. You know we, what I'm saying? Oh. We only accept vaccinated guests. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> from now I can on, go back so. to my hobby uh, of licking doorknobs. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 was probably ruined Obviously, during COVID. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, I can go back on r slash doorknobs. <laughs> Which doorknobs were your favorite to lick? Uh, I just like the knob. Uh, like, what, what do you think about yeah. the handles, like, like in a bathroom that are like the handle? The handles do, too do much go, work. Uh, with a knob, you just get a little, a little, mm, little, little mm, and you've you've covered all you angles. Tongue, do you go tongue first, or do you go like like oh, engulfing? No, 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 no. That's that's doorknob sucking. I only lick. Are you tender? You can still lick if you're. You can like go. Mm, no, of, no, no. That's a whole. That's a whole sub community. All right. All you right, want r slash right. engulf knob. Like jaw. Anyway, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You just stick Valhalla. it in your mouth like a jaw. <laughs> <laughs> and bite. What talk would? Yeah, I know what's the worst topic. Uh, got knob knob licking or. Souls, speech, but, um, souls knobs, course, knob first, born. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sekiro's shadows knob twice. <laughs> God damn it! All right, enough. It's not even a pun. Uh, it's time. not even a pun. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Assassin's Creed anyway, Valhalla. <laughs> it's the first time you were on. You talked to us about your first half of your ludicrous. Uh, Assassin's Creed playthrough, mm. and now you've made it almost to the end. Uh, I'm on the last one, uh, barring the expansion pack that releases this week. Um, I, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just a quick rundown of the game since Unity. Uh, Syndicate, a very solid 7 out of 10, incredibly goofy, doesn't take itself seriously. Uh, Charles Darwin. Next is Origins. It's fun. It's not too much of a change, even though the gameplay is more witcherific. I like the main character. Uh, also a good 7 out of 10. Odyssey, it took me it took me 100 hours to beat the main story and the DLC, which is more than the last four Assassin's Creed's combined. And I'm very mm. tired of it. I never yeah. want to go to Greece no, that's IRL. Value. 
That's value. It's it is. Like uh Odyssey I I just don't really want to talk about it. I'm so tired of it. <laughs> and then you get Valhalla, which uh I'm actually enjoying quite a bit in comparison. I was incredibly worried. I was so worried it was gonna be another Odyssey, but uh the story has momentum, the characters are likable and have arcs. The setting isn't just dressing. Uh all the gear and weapons are unique. Uh, you like every piece, uh, every weapon you pick up has like a unique ability that changes up your gameplay. Like I have a bow that, uh, when you headshot an enemy and kill them with it, it booby traps their body. Uh, so that orientates oh, okay. me to be a bu- much more like stealthy and shoot guys that are in groups. And stealth sort of, like, in an Assassin's Creed way. game. What? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, well, Odyssey mm-hmm. just wasn't really focused on stealth. It was much more focused on uh, letting you do flashy shit, like kick a man uh, off a uh, wall and watch him plummet to his death. Well, since you see the totality of the franchise, where do you think, as far as their, their differences in their paths go, what do you think was for the better and what do you think was for the worse? Since, since the first it's, title. It's... It's so difficult to say because this franchise, it's like working on a weird equivalent exchange. Every time they improve something, like uh, the transi- uh, Assassin's Creed 4, great story, uh, horrible gameplay. And then you move to Unity, the game after, and it has uh, great gameplay and a horrible story. It's just like there's no, there's so few games that are, yes, good gameplay, good story, good runtime. Uh, save for Brotherhood, where my problems just with it are so minimal. It's just a very safe number one slot for, like, best in the franchise. And then my but, uh, my secret number one mm-hmm. is three, but that's a deeply flawed game. <laughs> mm. But that doesn't... Uh, I, I mean, I, th- I think that just has to do with it not really being a series that's sort of iterated on. I mean, obviously they take... I know. I'm sure they take feedback into account, but uh, but also, I mean, it's it's a Ubisoft open open world game. Mm-hmm. Like every new title is more more about chasing the new trends, uh, yeah. Than than going like uh, you know trying to like sort of build something and from from the first title or whatever. <clears throat> it feels just much more opportunistic um, with the series evolving uh, according to whatever are the you know the kids think is uh, popular whatever this uh focus testing has uh yeah. brought up as uh, as being I think being there popular, is so. I think there is a point where it stops becoming the trend setter um because all games up to like I don't know 3 maybe 4 uh black flag feel very much like unique unto themselves and then everything sort of post black flag it feels like they're chase it, it does feel like they're tracing chasing trends more than setting them um unity was the last really unique feeling one and then you get to syndicate which is just like almost a one-for-one recreation of a lot of systems in the batman arkham games and then you get origins odyssey and valhalla which are very clearly like aping the witcher uh, with their sort of very large open world, more RPG focused uh, setup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I. Anyway, what will you do with your life? Uh, I don't know. After I've been contemplating what franchise I should uh, tackle next. 
Right now, my choice is... Well, I'm going to do a bunch of cleanser games uh, before I do any sort of franchise work. Um, but my two mm -hmm. choices are between, uh, right now, Resident Evil, because I've only really played 7, and Yakuza, which I've never played. Yeah. Yeah, get some Yakuza. Play some Resident Evil. Um, oh, no. like divisive. No. Uh, comment on this podcast which franchise you think Murph should do next. There you go, yeah. And like, yeah. comment, and subscribe. So, I'm just get the engagement up. Yeah. We'll post the poll right. on Patreon. <laughs> Send us your favorite meme. Uh, but I've been playing other games from Assassin's Creed. Uh, I've been I've oh, been yeah? playing that there game Hades. What about the Hades? And the escape mm -hmm. thereof. Hey, these. Yeah, that's um. I don't know if you've heard this, because it's sort of a little underground uh, gym. Um, but it, that's a, yeah, that's a not very that's much. a pretty good game. That Hades just an itch. Is a, it's just out on itch.io, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's got like no buzz. Yeah, no buzz. Yeah. It didn't win that's any weird. game awards, so did it even exist? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, Hades. I've been playing that as oh, well. Snap. Oh, snap. I didn't know Pablo's played it. Yeah. <laughs> bam, bam. Uh, not much, but I, I did actually, since we had uh, had some time, uh, I actually got a physical, the physical version. Oh, wow. Uh, That's very fancy, I heard. Yeah. Which, no, no, uh, no, no, not at all. It doesn't mm. really. It's it's the it's Nintendo published. It's not the... Um, no, I don't know if they even did Special a... Edition or something. What is that one publisher called? Limited the, Run yeah, Games. What is that? Yeah, no, no. Uh, it's it's they. It wasn't a direct that there was going to be a physical edition. It's actually Nintendo published. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, Hades. Let's talk about it. Mm. What can we say that hasn't already been said? It's good. Uh, I'm, yeah, I I was always sort of hesitant on getting Hades because I'm not a fan of like, I don't know that style of game. Not necessarily roguelikes, but I'm not a fan of like ISO brawlers hack and slash what would you even call this like a hack and slash mm, i mean kind yeah. of yeah okay uh <laughs> yeah i'm just not a fan of that sort of top-down perspective I, I can't really say why mm -hmm. and also i'm always wow. kind of hesitant about roguelikes or roguelites um yeah just because i like progress um, this game's yeah. really good about progress though Yes, I'm not afraid to die in Hades because I will always advance something um, upon dying. I think, I forget which YouTuber said it, but they said, like, uh, the game starts hard and then you unlock the easy mode. Yeah. And that's kind of what it is. Uh, the game does start incredibly hard, though I am glad I, uh, I'll brag, I say I got to Asphodel on my very first run. Ooh. What is Asphodel? The, is that the second? Yeah, the fire area. Oh yeah, okay. I mean, I don't think it's that hard. Like, I got, I got that, I got there pretty early. I mean, after that, getting further than that mm -hmm. is, uh, is a bit difficult. But also, feel like, I mean, it's it's a rogue light. Like you, uh, you grow pretty significantly. Um, you know, uh, like you get better pretty significantly. Like mm -hmm. um, uh, through the mid run. Uh, uh, upgrades that you can do um it's it's kind of weird because i've been playing the last couple rogue slash uh, rogue uh, hyphen 
that I've been playing were rogue likes. Like I've played, been playing down well for a long, still trying to beat it mm-hmm. <laughs> for a long time now. Uh, obviously playing a lot of Risk of Rain too, and in a way this was kind of like not to say like um, this. This was like a this was like if those are like I'm getting out the you know, thermometer for like this good, hot take. Good shot of espresso, or whatever. This one's a this one's more like a cappuccino. Like it's 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 nice. It's it tastes good or whatever, but uh, it doesn't hit as hard. Like uh, it's very well made, and I, I there's a lot of stuff I I I find quite impressive, especially how it ties the narr- like sort of ties the narrative. In Pablo's is literally just stealing from the words I was gonna say. I'm kind of mad now. <laughs> He's reading off my cheat sheet. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. But but um. No, I, I'm mostly I think I guess I'm I'm agreeing with Brogan who uh, like it's 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 fun but it's not quite as exciting or thrilling to me because because it's like okay I'm noticing this is just getting easier and easier I get stronger I get farther like I've I've played Rogue Legacy this is I've and I've played Bastion I know these guys do great combat uh, great art it all flows super well all super polished uh, I like the narrative stuff it's all um, it's very well implemented, and that's and definitely novel uh, in the way they do it. That's good. But otherwise, this is sort of not, you know, not particularly new. It doesn't have to be. It's just it's just a very polished thing yeah. uh, uh, in all the areas, and, and that's totally fine. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that in a derogatory uh, way at all. I'm just saying that it's not as exciting to me as. Uh, Risk of Rain, which I've still been playing um, with friends and stuff, which is, but and, and I think it might have to do actually with that, um, with the difference between roguelike and roguelite. You know, I I think maybe I'm not sure yet what the what makes the, those more, more those more exciting to me, but I think it might be. That. I mean, I think Risk uh, of Rain definitely gets a lot of mileage out of being multiplayer and having that experience, and and with a roguelike, a full on roguelike, there's yeah. there's that. Obviously, they're very different games. No yeah, question. Yeah, well, it's not just about what I was. I guess what I was trying to say is when it's like a hard roguelike and it's sort of a much more committed in that singular run instead of a cumulative build up over time, which Risk of Rain still has, particularly in unlocking characters. But like, mm. even then, it allows that sort of emergent fun times with friends. Um, Hades definitely is really good. Everything Pablo said is basically. I agree with. Um, I I uh, I think it's satisfying, but also like once you get a certain point into it, it just sort of. I guess it, I don't. I, I have nothing else to add. Pablo said everything I was going to say. I'm mad. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. No, uh, I think I might like it more than Pablo's, um, but I, I guess it's hard to say I, it because like all you have to say are criticisms, but everything you like is just pretty <laughs> good. Other than the narrative, I think the narrative is special yeah. for what it is, and I think the combat is really polished. I particularly like. I think. I think Murph said he likes the bow. Is do you like the bow with Hades? Uh, I cleared the game for the first time with the bow because I got a really broken build, and I think that's. And, uh, I think sort the build appeal in the game. Yeah, that's really yeah. where the random Just, generate, like where the randomness element really comes into it. Is like yeah. when you get a certain boon, where it's like, okay, this is how I'm building my sure. Zagreus this run. Sometimes it just gets super yeah. broken, and like it, it, you, you'll be able to fly through it. Um, I particularly like the fists because it's just very fast for mm-hmm. me. Um, I like I like the I like the punching sound effect. Yeah. Uh, 
just that to, to be fair I, it, it's not true that I had most of the criticisms it's actually the other way around I had much I had, I had only I only said I only had praise all, all I said was praise except that one I, point like I only said one point of uh, criticism that's fair like it's you don't have to go good. into damage control mode uh, it's, I get it it's a good game <laughs> No, no, no. no. I, I actually have a, I have a second point of criticism, which is a minor one, but I think the voice acting is very uneven. Uh, I think some of it, it just sounds like developers uh, recording uh, the lines and putting reverb on it. Uh, I think it's it, it's a, it's one of the it's a sort of more amateurish uh, than the rest of the game, which is so polished. Um, it can it's a bit it's a, it can be a bit jarring with certain voices, not all of them. I actually like the. I actually like the Zagreus voice, uh, yeah. so which is you know that's a, that's good. But some of the gods are a bit like, eh. yeah. <laughs> uh, who 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 did you get to record this? Like it's a bit, uh, yeah, it just sounds a bit uh, amateurish. But um, like that's that's another point of criticism. But really, yeah, it's it's kind of my 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 only real point of criticism is, and again, I haven't played much. Like I've yeah, I've, I've only just more or less started it and uh, sort of think I, like I, I i don't even know how half the mechanics like you know like there's many like locked rooms still for me and whatever so i assume there's still a lot of stuff there, there yeah. is a lot of um, content that will be added room. on as you play yes it's it, the game it's, is surprising yeah. with how it keeps adding yeah uh that was my concern was like oh i get a voice line every time i pick up a a, a new god that I'm probably going to see like recycled content like after 30 playthroughs and no I'm still seeing new lines I'm still seeing new dialogues the dynamic the dynamic voice lines are really impressive uh, mm. yeah I, th- I think that's really well done uh, for sure <clears throat> so yeah no it's a, it's a great game for sure and I will be playing more yeah um, but but yeah it is kind of you know just it's just, it's kind of the logical i feel like it feels like a logical end point and like almost like a conclusion to the you know the the rogue legacies and uh although rogue legacy 2 came out like <laughs> pretty recentish like last year or something and i don't was it only uh, on early bar- access barely... or is it like done done yeah yeah it might be just on early access but yeah like not seeing much buzz for that but um um, yeah, it, it will definitely be. It's it's sort of it's it's a bar, you know. It's like hey, this is like sort of for these kinds of roguelikes. I uh, think I think this uh, roguelites. Sorry, this is kind of a. This definitely you instantly feel like okay, the bar has been set a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, I think my yeah. biggest complaint uh, think... with roguelikes, especially some of the ones that don't try to brave themselves is like they end up feeling generic or a little unfarted i think my biggest one like that disappointed me i was like okay this is not doing uh wonders is dead cells i i did not like dead cells at all mm-hmm. and um i think hades yeah, um, in one. spite of not being particularly like innovative completely jumps those hurdles oh. like when you play it you do feel effort in almost everything you do which is i think ultimately sometimes more important than uh innovation so hey, there you go. Yeah, uh, and also just uh, Returnal came out, which is interesting timing as well. Which is like a the Housemark uh, game, which is uh, also a it's more of a rogue. More um, as far as I know, it's more of a um, let me think. 
Yeah, it's 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 a roguelite. That, yeah, because you get like shortcuts when you beat a boss. Yeah, so it's a roguelite, um, and like one with probably one of the highest budget, like probably one of the games in this genre with like the highest budgets like ever, basically. Um, so really high, really like a high budget ver version or, or take on those, uh, and uh, it also seems pretty good. Uh, so definitely no uh, shortage of of these games right now for the for fans. Nope. Oh. All right. Well, enough of this scrub shit. I want to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Legacy of the Duelist. <laughs> tell me more about this. Is the, this. Yeah. Yes, this is the real more. game of the year. This game surprised me in a lot of ways. <laughs> so this released on Switch. I think it was on PC first, but I've been playing it on Switch. Uh, it is a Yu-Gi-Oh! game, so if you're familiar with that, I, I assume you both I are. Am. Yes. Uh, I am. And what it is, you know how in every Dragon Ball game, you ha they mm. do like the Raditz to Boo uh, story mode, where it's yeah. like, play through right. every major fight. Uh, this game has that. Which you kind of want, right? Yeah. Which you kind of want also. Like, I want that. Uh, this game has that for the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime across all mm -hmm. six iterations. So you can be the anime right. is what you're telling me. Yes, you can be Yuki versus Kaiba. You can be uh, Joey versus uh, Bandit Keith Ooh. in each chapter, and they prologue them with like the intro dialogue. You actually use the character's deck, and the opponent yeah. uses their deck as depicted in the show, which is hilarious when you're playing season one Yu-Gi-Oh because you're using the modern Yu-Gi-Oh like rule set. So it all the decks ah. are either completely broken in one direction or unusable and that's that's kind of fun um, um mm -hmm. it it looks very much i don't know if you've played it but i've played a pretty decent amount of Yu-Gi-Oh duel links which is the mobile game mm, and, yeah that i have uh, not played this just, okay yeah because that is exactly the same so you, you okay exactly what you said like you start out and so it seems to me this is like the non free to play like sort of bundled together and polished up and maybe a little bit uh, yeah just retail release uh of of what they've been you know building on with dual links for for several years now it also like the ui and stuff also looks pretty okay. pretty much identical although i think maybe without the um like in dual links it's a it's a mobile uh friendly like uh sort of they change the rules a bit, little bit there's like um fewer slots to put your cards in i think it's just four oh. four slots uh that would for, break for, a lot um, of the decks that require five cards on the field yeah yeah it's it's much faster and you also have like only four thousand life points and mm. stuff so i think it's kind of like a but 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 essentially what they do there in sort of a mobile free-to-play format i think my impression is that um, legacy of the duelist duelist is uh, kind of a you know the, the 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 retail version with the normal fight system and stuff like that yeah, uh, yeah it's just kind of surprising how much single player content there is because not only do you have the story mode but you also have the reverse story mode where you can go into each uh, duel and play as the opponent and mm. uh, beating mm -hmm. that unlocks new things and then each character has a challenge uh deck that you can play against where they have like an actual structured deck uh utilizing mm -hmm. certain mechanics and those are really hard to beat and the most surprising thing in this game published by konami is there are no microtransactions 
uh, whatsoever. Yeah, I was about to ask you. Shocked Konami made a video game and not a pachinko machine. (laughs) So I was (laughs) I was impressed by that. Uh, uh, yeah, I was about to ask you, what's the features that look like? Is there is there an online component? Is there um, there is an online like component? Or something? Um, I haven't used it because I know everyone can play Yu-Gi-Oh better than me, and I just like making theme decks. Uh, That's how I play Pokemon. Basically, <laughs> true. Um, basically, in the card shop, the each like. Uh, iteration of the show like Yu-Gi-Oh, GX, uh, 5Ds, the other three I didn't yeah. grow up with, um, have like six booster packs that you can buy with points you get through the story mode. And you are given these points like candy. Like beating just season one of Duelist Kingdom got me enough points to like buy out all the cards Yugi had in his deck. Um, mm-hmm. The only the, there is RNG with what you get from the uh, booster packs, but the good thing about them is that each pack um, will only contain certain themed cards. So, like if you buy uh, Jaden Yuki's car, uh, booster pack, you'll always get like elemental hero cards because that was his thing. You don't have to go to any other booster pack to get elemental hero cards. So you can just bu- keep buying his pack until you have the full set. Yeah. Uh, and um, then you can go back to the story mode and do those duels again, but with your own custom deck. And that's also really fun for trying out wacky, like, what-if scenarios and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it's unfortunate that it looks, obviously, like a super cheap. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like most of these uh, anime games do uh, sort of these... Um, uh, like some Dragon Ball, there's a there's a kind of car, Dragon Ball card game as well on Switch. Heroes. I don't know if you've ever is that what yeah it's Dragon called? Ball Heroes, um, which is just imported from the yeah. arcade game in Japan. Right, uh, Dragon Ball Heroes. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's unfortunate that Yu-Gi-Oh it looks so cheap because I I loved those. I used to love those GBA Yu-Gi-Ohs, which had like really nice like pixel art, yeah, the little um, mini RPGs for, or whatever. I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like really like that stuff. Um, My favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! But, uh, game from yeah, 15 years ago was Duelists of the Roses. That was, the was that the one where it's the War of the Roses, but with Yu-Gi-Oh! characters? Yeah, and it's also, like, tactics-based. It's like, there's actually a grid that you move your guys around and stuff. It was great. Weird. Okay, so it's like a Fire Emblem Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I don't remember much of the full-on gameplay, but yes, it was a lot like that, where you have to pay attention to terrain, and like what terrain your monster is on and stuff, and like you move them, and yeah, man, it was crazy. Okay. Um, I'll have to see if I can get a copy of that. So, since you say um, you're you're worse than, than all the people online, what if... I got the game and we played the game. Oh, then I would crush you. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I run a dark world deck. You don't want to mess with me. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. My Murph no, can um, beat I up actually, your Murph. I, no, I'm, just... <laughs> the, I, I'm seeing the game is pretty cheap at this point, so I might get it because um, I I um, highly recommend it. Like I said, I was very surprised at just like how much the, content. The there thing is, is for me. The thing is, for me, my only my, my connection and uh, but that connection is a deep one is to the early seasons, like before it switches a protagonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like that stuff, I'm totally game. And then after that, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> like there are some I, there are some weird emissions, like 
season four of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, which wasn't that interesting a season to begin with, is just completely skipped over in the story mode. They jump right to the final boss. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I've, for, yeah. I, I have no idea how GX. Murph, yeah. my only exposure yeah, no, no idea about to uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! anime after after the original Yu-Gi-Oh! is like in Yu-Gi-Oh! 5D or something. The U.S. localization had Joey Wheeler's cousin. Is Joey Wheeler's cousin yeah. in this game? I think he is. Oh my god, I'm so in. I'm so in. Yeah. I was very disappointed <laughs> well, they didn't write out Joey's uh, accent phonetically. <laughs> um, what is the... Can you tell me... Uh, I'm, I'm looking up... Uh, I looked up Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters GX Season 4. Uh, is the fourth edition to the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime meta series what does that mean? as well as the first m- main spin as well as the first main spin-off series what does that mean i don't know see the weird thing Yu-Gi-Oh gx theoretically was supposed to end in season three uh but then it kept going and like the main character had depression because he had committed genocide of a fictional people uh that show oh. got real squirrely and weird for a show that was Yu-Gi-Oh harry potter <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i don't know um i should I, I should just rewatch Yu-Gi-Oh. i think that's the my takeaway oh yeah um yeah did, did you there was a did, did, did you like okay here's the thing uh, here's a question for for you uh Yu-Gi-Oh fan fans is do you like the uh dice uh spin-off oh, season dungeon or dice monsters s- the arc, the arc, the the arc where they play the dice game in the first, uh, uh, not the first season, but Duke the... Devlin was my favorite character on the show. I didn't even know there was a Dungeon Dice Monster spinoff. I knew there was a shitty Pokemon spinoff. Uh, really? Is that later on? Uh, yeah, it was like called Monster Capture something or other, and it was just like literally Yu-Gi-Oh monsters, but they're Pokemon. I need to look at, look at oh, this. No. I'm sorry, sorry, everyone who doesn't care about uh, Yu-Gi-Oh at all. Capsule this monsters. Is, this monsters. is becoming yeah, a like... Yu-Gi-Oh podcast real quick. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll, I'll research this on my, my own time. Yeah. Wow, I've never seen this. I don't think but I know this. I got I off Yu-Gi-Oh before the dice. However, I'm secretly pro-dicing card games. I like it when card mm, games involve yeah. RNG. No, it... It's not a dice in card game. It's a dice game. It's yeah, all like, dice. Like, I don't like that. They, I like. I like the idea of imagine like a, like a deck involving dice. No, no, so no. Like, oh, my my dice deck in this normal Yu-Gi-Oh game. That'd be cool. No, you can make no, a no. dice deck. You can make a dice deck. That's there good. is a dice theme. Uh, the deck building tools yeah, are actually great because if you know like what like theme cards, you can actually search them pretty easily. Like I I use hmm. cards, Dark World cards. And so I just search the name Dark World, and it pulls up all the cards. Not even that necessarily have Dark World in the name, but are linked to that set. Okay, nice. That's not that's smart. Um, the dice game worked like that. You you threw dice, and then um, if you got like enough of whatever, if you got like three with a monster, or whatever, you could, we would get that monster, and the dice would like unfold. You do you know mm-hmm. like how dice is like can be folded in different ways, and you like would unfold the dice, and then Put it on a grid and and uh, create a path like that on on that grid. That's how the, that's how it worked on that in that um, arc in that side arc or whatever in that spinoff. I think it was just like two episodes, to be honest. 
yeah, I think it, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, they, I, I really like them. <laughs> uh, I always wanted wanted more of that. You know what's anyway, a better Yu-Gi-Oh? Um, Pokemon. Imagine if you could take pictures of your Yu-Gi-Oh monsters <laughs> in their natural environment. Yeah, about Look, that. it's a wild dark uh, magician girl. It's funny that you say that because uh, I've been playing the new Pokemon Snap. Which is its uh, actual name. New Pokemon Snap, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there is, I mean, I obviously renounce, uh, I, I think uh, Pokemon mainland games have been in a steady, in a free fall since Gen 3. Not for me anymore. Uh, but I still play the side games. Um, and obviously that's how I still know about the Pokemon, even though I don't have really much of a connection to them. And I think there's now straight up designs in Pokemon, which look like Digimon, like just uh, hands down look like look like Digimon. And that's not a good thing uh, at all. Um, anyway, so uh, I've been taking taking pictures of this Pokemon, uh, this new, new Pokemon Snap. It's, uh, it's a fun time, um, I would say. I think it does what it needs to do. Uh, which is finally uh, bring yeah I think it's overdue that we saw a new one of the, uh, new, new snap um, uh, I would say there's stuff I like more about it and stuff I like less about it so it kind of balances it itself out but um, like I'm missing a little bit of that air of mystery that the first one had with some stuff like the Pokemon signs where you would you got you got like part of the landscape was look would look like a Pokemon, but you would have to do like some stuff to get those photos to actually be sort of recognized as as like like a like a Seven Wonders of the World thing kind of mm. that's how that's how it worked. Um, this one, um, I would say it's it's a little bit more let's say uh, lacks a bit of personality. Like the music is more generic. That's one of my complaints like the music is just standard like uh, you know like cheery jaunty pokemon music it's not i think the the original snap had like more like the menu music and stuff like that was like you know more had more attitude um i think it can be a bit wordy with like the characters talking a little bit much uh whenever you unlock something new you'd, you'd get like a little cutscene, which is like it all takes place in that at like the lab or like the the little uh um the place where you basically um get recruited by this professor professor mirror um and his assistant uh although um the guy from the first pokemon snap shows up which was a nice surprise oh. you're the main guy that's cute uh yeah yeah that's nice um so it lacks a bit of personality for me but um i do on the other and and I, I think the scoring of the photos is less exciting. Like I kind of uh, speed through it now. Whereas um, in the first one, I was actually like curious to see each score because also Professor Oak there like commented on each score of, of it. But anyway, um, a lot of minor stuff. Uh, I think it's really cool that you do can do the tracks now in nighttime, um, which they just have different Pokemon there and work differently. There's different paths. Like um, if you play a stage uh, enough, you like level up, level it, level it up. Like you get like the level two version of the day version of that stage, and that'll be a little different. And you can like 
um, if you want, you can go back. Like you can play the level one version of the stage if you if you like. Um, so so I like that the that the courses like change. The Pokemon change a little bit. Their locations and stuff. Um, and and another big change is that every Pokemon has like four. Uh, there's like four slots for each Pokemon that you where you need to take a photo. Like it has a there's a one star, a two star, a three star, and a four star photo that you have to like take from each for uh, of each Pokemon to sort of fill in the the Pokedex entry. And it's kind of a bit random. What it like essentially what it means is this Pokemon has sort of it's hard to say. Like it's kind of intransparent. Like uh, basically. Um, if you do like, if the Pokemon does like a certain pose, which you induce by, I don't know, using the, the if, like using music or throwing an apple or, you know, stuff like in the first one, like basically those, that pose will be a four star photo, for example, like we'll go into that category. Um, if it's just a normal shot, it's, it's obviously a one star. If it's just like, it's eating an apple that's maybe two star so but it's in transparent it doesn't say like what um sort of what what action the pokemon needs to be doing to be like it one star two star three star four star photo because the stars um suggest that it's a it's a quality thing like how good your photo is but that's a totally different score like the score of the photo that still comes after you know what I'm talking about? It's like more, it's more of a cat. It's like more of a... There's like a quality um, and a content. In a way, yeah. Mm. So I think it should be called like, you know, like a, a, I don't know, like A, B, C, D photo or whatever. And then, but they do it with the stars because then the stars, like if you, let's say you take a two star photo with the action required for the two star photo, then the two stars they can be bronze silver gold or platinum and that will be dependent that that'll depend on the score like that will depend on how big is the pokemon how centered is it uh is there other pokemon pokemon in the frame stuff it's it's a bit much i feel if if it complicates matters it it was so complicated Um, i i got lost about 75 percent of the way through that i was like all right yeah, sorry. It's it's hard to explain. Like once it's hard to explain exactly because of what I'm talking about that it's so transparent. So I can't really explain it much better than that because it, the game itself doesn't explain it. It's like you basically take photos of a Pokemon, you try to have it do different things, and then at the end, um, when you select which photo you want to submit, it will tell you like the these 10 photos of this pokemon you may you took are one star photos these two are two star photos there's one four star photo and then you pick whatever slot you need to like i need to let's say i did the four star photo already i haven't done the two star photo so i will pick the whatever oh, so it's almost like this is gonna sound so dumb like yahtzee where you've already picked one so you need to like pick it to mm. fill another one <laughs> Yeah, if you want to fill out right, that's not a bad. Okay, actually, not a there bad. you no, go. That actually, helps me finally. figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if you want to play it, like I want to fill out the Pokemon. I don't. I'm not gonna go for all platinum stars on all the photos because that will take forever. Um, because like you know, for all the Pokemon that are in it times four, um, and then try having to shoot, take a platinum star quality photo for each of those like that will that would just be uh super annoying so i'm just gonna try to fill sort of all the four slots and be done with that uh 
that's my that's my goal uh for now um but yeah so a bunch of replaying the stages of course um but i do like that they shake it up with the nighttime um do you feel like yeah, it's a worthy the, sequel the, the, yeah i'd say i'd say yeah i think um again i think they there's some some new ideas here which are nice sort of a nice evolution on it other stuff it's like eh maybe overshot the goal a little bit like could have dialed it back a little bit with uh, tried too hard especially with the grading stuff yeah not too hard but like it's a little bit it's a little bit too complicated put the effort uh, in the wrong places or something sure something yeah i don't know i mean it, i guess it adds sort of more you know re- I, I think i think maybe they were concerned with replay value because the game is supposed to be much longer even just the straight playthrough like even just hitting um the point where the professor will go oh after you started your photos i want to talk to you and then that just means he will unlock the nighttime for a stage or he will get a new he will unlock the nighttime <laughs> Yeah. You can't yeah. just stay there long enough. Yeah, I will move yeah. the seven guess... stars for you, my pupil. <laughs> yeah, and and the big thing here is like some Pokemon are glowing, and you get like glowy balls, and uh, on top of the day and night stage, there is it's that that's also very weird. You get the th- a s- third stage on a state on a on a level, which is you uh, encounter like one big pokemon which is gonna be kind of it's gonna it's glowing and then it's just a lot it's like a five minute or like a three minute photo shoot of just that pokemon running around and doing things it's very strange it's like you know it's kind of like a boss fight but not really because you're not fighting it you just it's like it's like a session it's like a one-on-one session with a with a big glowing pokemon <laughs> it's it's uh, I don't understand that, but maybe, maybe I haven't played enough to, to see the real purpose of those you levels. You want a one-on-one session seem... with a big glowing Pokemon? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Is there sensuality yeah, to uh... it? Do you just not want to uh, fight a big shiny <laughs> Rhydon? <laughs> just get that so the first that one of those spread leg the... shot of a Rhydon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. The the first one of those was the. What's the last evolution of the gr- uh, grass Pokemon called from the second gen? Meganium? Um, the dinosaur. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm more from like I'm, I have to often look up the English names. So only more familiar with the German ones. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like a glowing Meganium running ra- running around, uh, eating flowers and dancing in the moonlight. I'm surprised those weren't like because <laughs> like the only time that one-on-one was like Mew in the original so like I figured it would be like exactly. a legendary sort of thing and that required you to do um, different stuff like to get yes. to Mew yeah you, had, you had to do what you said yeah. previously take pictures of landmarks sort of engage with the level and sort of abstractly think of locales as Pokemon yeah yeah it was like actual like secrets and this, and this one is more like you know you kind of um you just by playing the level you level up the stage like i said and then the next version of the level that's how you get to next to a different path so it's more streamlined it's like yeah so so i'm missing that air of mystery but i'm sure i will i will report back uh once i once i beat it or maybe Um, not who knows 
I hear in Pokemon <laughs> Snap, maybe, you ride around not. in a little car. <laughs> okay, uh, I see where you're going Brogan, with this transition. I understand you've been playing a game with a little car. There you go, Murph's, the, mm. Murph's already becoming really good at these transitions, these segues. You just think of one offhand mm. thing to just connect it with, you're good. Yeah, I want to talk about nuts yeah. and bolts. <laughs> I try to theme my, my games yeah. to, like, the thing. Um, honestly, I want to talk about Little Big Planet first. If that's okay, let's talk about Little Big Planet uh, first. Sure. Boo. I'm, I'm sorry to ruin the transition. Because it, it's sort now of. you're referring to <laughs> ba- uh, Banjo and Kazooie, Little Big Planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. You technically you can make a I mean, really shitty Banjo Kazooie car- level. <laughs> I'm sure you could. <laughs> little, big, little Big Planet had a cock racer. So there you, there you go. go. Could you customize anything in that? Or is that not a thing? Uh, Mod I Nation Racers? They did their Mod Nation Ra- No, no, Little Big Planet also had a. Oh, okay. There's a Little Big Planet kart racer as well. But like the but, PS5 yeah. new Little Big Planet with Sackboy, that's like no customization, right? Like that's just like. Yeah, they're platform. like trying it's a platformer, to. I think. They're trying to pivot him to like just a platforming icon. See, I, see, I think that's like the big mistake here. Because the only appeal of Little Big Planet is the community content. That's the only possible redeeming factor of it. It's an ugly game and it's not very playable. However, it gave people on consoles a lot of options to make things and it gave like an easy enough like sort of uh, content sharing thing. And I believe as of this year, the content's gone. Sony got rid of the content. Like you can't, like the only way to play the game now is single player and the single player levels, which is really, really dumb. That's fine. I didn't want to play Little Big Planet ever again. Okay. Anyway, Pablo, so, you uh, can complain about how bad Little Big Planet is. It's not great. However, I think the old, like if I think it speaks to the idea, and it and like we'll get into it with Spore, for instance, of um, sometimes a game really needs a community to really be appreciated, like to really shine or whatever. And like the mm-hmm. the fact that they just abandoned the idea whenever it got old. Instead of like actually putting you know effort into preserving the community or uh, giving a new option for the community, those are the bad options. Those are the options I would not want. No matter, no matter the game, even if I didn't like the game. God, the game sucks. Oh my god, Jesus! (laughs) What do you think? What a fucking. What a fucking I, awful garbage! I've established series. before. I didn't have a PS3, so I have no connection to Little Big Planet. It's a platformer. Uh, that I know they made controls like the worst shit in the world. According to Wikipedia, they made three of them. Uh, he was in uh, wish, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Yeah, I wish they sacked. Oh my god! Boy. All right. Oh my. Well, it go well. I liked the customization of it. And then I guess to compare it to the other two games, we'll talk about Spore in a bit. But Nuts and Bolts, Nuts and Bolts also had customization, but doesn't really feature community content thing and doesn't do all that. However, the, the nice thing about Nuts and Bolts is it actively makes you engage with how you're making the thing to solve problems. It's like, hey, here's a problem to get a jiggy. You need to build a vehicle that properly, you know, addresses this, be it a fast car or a thing that holds stuff or like a plane or some other shit. Like you're solving problems as you're creating the thing. And I feel like I feel like that speaks to a lot. I really liked uh, Nuts and Bolts' 
uh, art direction. I think the the change in art was actually like I liked the cubeness of it. It's less round, um, but it it looks really pretty to me, and um, I think it still has a lot of personality and charm to it. So I like nuts and bolts a lot. Um, okay, I thought I we were getting rid bolts, of the yeah. hot take minute. I love nuts and bolts. Uh, that's why I got P, uh, 364. Uh, even though I hadn't played the first the first band uh, two uh, that one, it's just it looked so great and uh, and it was it's a great game. I mean, uh, uh, I love the building the vehicles, but also like watching like replays of how other people solve certain things, and you could just build crazy stuff like that would just and. The amazing stuff the amazing replays would be like the ones where they beat it in a couple seconds because they built some crazy machine and then uh i you know with the help of like also like got the right rng to like um <laughs> for it to, for everything to work out in a way and uh sort of uh, the task you know complete the task in a in a in a jiffy um and uh that's always great art direction is great the different worlds were super creative um like it's it's night and day like little big planet it's from that era where sony had already unlearned everything from their their first two consoles where they knew what personality was and how they sort of could make something authentic and uh little big planet is like the epitome of like uh sort of uh, the 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 gif of uh steve buscemi going uh what how do you do fellow kids like no basically lost all like looseness like all like carefree like i don't know like you feel feel like the aesthetic is forced is that what you're trying to say so forced so forced and like kids friendly like there's no edge to it there's no no personality to it it's like the what is sackboy like who likes sackboy has a angry face emote that's edgy Mm -hmm. he's like Oh my god, yeah. So for me, that's it's. You think it's, it needed really a bit more like of that Shadow the Hedgehog? That's what I'm talking about, uh, like a motorcycle <laughs> and a gun. Yeah, yeah. Visible that's bulge. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you nailed it. Bring back make Ape him, Escape. Make no, him I a mean, real I, sack I boy. <laughs> I, I'm afraid if they brought back Ape Escape, they would fuck it up anyway. But um, yeah, and nuts and bolts nail nails that personality uh, really really well. It's a great um, you know. So when rare rare wasn't uh, thrown into the pits of like making connect games, and then now they just support their the pirate game. Uh, I guess their sea of uh, whatever sea of sea of thieves thieves. Yeah, um, which seems fun if you have a group. I assume it's it's pretty fun, but. Uh, but but yeah, they were doing connect games there for a while. Uh, uh, but yeah, Viva Pinata, Nuts and Balls. It's a great late rare era. Yeah, we'll um, love Viva Pinata. Yeah. Is is Viva Pinata the way we're transitioning? By the way, or is this not? I don't know if Murph wants to. Uh, I have no input something. on either of these games because I had a Wii. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, all right. Dang. But I can talk well, about Spore. Uh, Oh, I can talk about Spore. All right, well... <laughs> yeah, uh, so... Yeah, the reason... we The, the sole reason we have you on, no. Mm-hmm. But uh, we we wanted to... We, we, uh, we're going to talk about Spore um, today. It's our game, game of the week. Um, and I'll, I'm going to give a quick rundown of what it is. But we have the world-renowned expert, 
uh, on this game in our show today, so I don't have to. Mm. I, I won't say more than I have to because then it's all you. Um, uh, yeah, and you can you can go into what your relationship is with the game in, in a second. I'll uh, I'll give a quick quick description here. Uh, Spore is a 2008 game uh, by Maxis. Sim, Sim City guys, uh, designed by Will Wright and some other people, of course. Um, the goal of the game is to build up a species from the ground up um, and to design it. Like uh, you have the famous uh, sort of monster creator, design creator thing. Uh, um, design it, then go through five stages of evolution, uh, with the last one being being space flight, alien, alien contact. Uh, Reaching, reaching the center of the galaxy. So the five stages, real quick. Um, the game is sort of that's kind of the game's deal is that these stages are pretty different, and so it, it the game sort of morphs uh, in its gameplay uh, depending on the stage. The first stage is a cell stage. Uh, narrative being that the meteor crashes into Earth, and that's how you like you know so some life is created. You're like this little microbe or bacteria or whatever you got this top down eat or be eaten uh scenario which is like reminiscent of uh something like flow for the ps3 um you've got this microbe you eat creatures depending on what you'll eat uh you'll come out a a an herbivore a carnivore an omnivore which comes also with specific perks and that will also that's also sets the stage for the next stages where you um there's always like three things uh sort of that will give you certain perks for later um where you will like depending on your behavior what you focus on um it will give you sort of a personality trait your species um the second stage is a creature stage you get a little family going you have a nest you interact with other creatures on the on an island your designs show up there if you have if you already played before and have them in the in your portfolio let's say uh, you mimic behavior to make friends or you attack other enemies and um, you get DNA points which let you buy body parts uh, with new abilities that you sort of um, bolt onto your your guy there you grow in intelligence and you grow in size and uh, until you're ready for the tribal stage which is the third one that's an RTS stage where you control a tribe um, you give commands to gather food you attack tribes what is the new currency which is spent on exactly do yeah. some didgeridoo uh, solos food is the new currency which is spent on structures or tribe members you can wear clothes now oh, as no. well and your goal is right to either ally or conquer the five the other uh, five tribes i think that are on the map um the fourth stage is a civilization stage and it is kind of just civilization it's a you have a nation nation level at this point um you're building you have a building and vehicle editors you like you can you can design your own buildings and vehicles there's three types of buildings a house factory entertainment buildings there's three types of vehicles sea land and air the new currency is four bucks and um, like with save you have several win conditions like military or you can convert everyone to your religion and stuff like that um and finally the last stage is a space stage you have a spaceship there's empires you make contact with other civilizations you trade attack defend just different objectives uh yeah 
that's kind of it. Um, and yeah, I have comments on the game. I have okay, do you, do you want do you want me and with, you to do comments now, real quick before we let Murph go on his like analysis story time thing? Because I got some notes here, and I also have questions for Murph going on later. Mm-hmm. I'll probably intersperse yeah. them and sprinkle it in. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, you could. You can uh, go ahead I think I liked the Roman. game more than you, uh, Pavlos. Um, I the thing I didn't like about it. But I also like in another way. It's like twisted. Um, is it gets it gets better <laughs> as it goes on. Um, the game starts out very simple to the point of not fun, and gets better the more complexities are added to it. And I think in another game I would be like, oh, this next phase has no semblance of you know the last phase or like there's no cohesive organic method to it but also judging by the premise it feels natural like i could complain about the cellular stage or the mo- you know the molecular stage or whatever but that being said it feels kind of necessary in one of these games like it's not necessary but like i i think i would rather it be in than not it's very short doesn't take very long and I, I wish they made it more fun, but also like at the end of the day, there is more to look forward to and you do feel a growth. Um, my main thing to ask Murph before he goes on anything is regarding body parts. Is there like a meta to the body parts? Um, because there's like, there's statistics to the body parts but also, you're sort of encouraged to make things the way you want them. So I, I never knew what the best option was. Uh, well, when you're in, like, the creature stage, the general incentive is to uh, go with what's currently working. So, like, when you are in the creature stage, you can either befriend uh, creatures or hunt them to extinction. And if you're doing social things, there's four... Uh, so it, it's a game of Simon. You click on the opposite creature, and then they'll do something like they'll sing, they'll pose, they'll charm, or they're or, or they'll dance, and you have to replicate it. And if your dance is better than their dance, your meter fills up until you befriend them. And so there's when you're evolving, there's not really a reason to not if you currently have like sing level three. There's no reason to not go for the next part up that has sing level four. Um, if you're going for something more mid-level, like an adaptable creature that both hunts and befriends, then you can kind of mix it up. Like, I can, uh, I can befriend creatures that only have the dance part, but I'm hunting everything else. Uh, there is some sort of meta to that. Um, and then there are certain abilities that are a little superfluous, like sprint, sneak, jump, and fly, which don't really have a, uh... I don't know, mechanical use to the hunt befriend systems. They're more of just like explore exploration abilities. Um, but they are more useful once you get to the space stage with the expansion. Okay. That uh, I, I don't question. know if that answered your question. It, it fully. did. It did. Uh, <laughs> um, how the do you general, make your uh, the general you, idea? Just, is, let me ask you, how do you make your creatures most of the time? What, what design do you go for as an artist in Spore? So there are uh, there are creatures you make when you're just messing around in the creature creator for fun, and then there are the creatures you make when you're actually playing the game because you 
tend to like think ahead to like the tribal stage where it's like well i've got to have arms and hands otherwise my creature is going to be holding their tools with their mouth and that just looks awkward and silly uh the game does assume that you're making a creature with legs uh a creature that can i don't know th that's not like one time i made a big leech as my creature and i played through it with that and it just looked very stupid the entire time um i tend to go for uh creatures i like making centaurs uh i'll say i like making four-legged creatures or creatures with extra hands i'm a sagittarius and, uh, i can respect this yeah right <laughs> and looking at some of my older creatures uh, i was very fond of making birds and insects and i think it's that's because I don't know, a lot of the parts lend themselves to that. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you feel like, do you feel like the parts are, especially in like 2021, I'm I'm sure that if they made in theory and they won't, like a spore too, they could redo the creature stuff to be more expansive and sort of represent mm -hmm. more creatures, right? Like, I find it a little limited, at least nowadays. Yeah, and that was sort of... Um... My thing is that once you reach the creature stage, you're locked into whatever diet you had as a cell. So if you were a carnivore, you can't switch over to being an herbivore. Um, if, like, food is scarce or all the creatures around you are too strong for you. Um, that was something I always wanted. It just always seemed, like, more beneficial to just go omnivore. Uh, even though it's really sort of difficult to be an omnivore in the cell stage. Because uh, once you have, uh, once you're, you really only unlock the omnivore mouth towards the end of the cell stage, and by that point you're sort of fully in meat eater or plant eater, and just so it just sort of becomes difficult. It's uh, I want to get back to something that Brogan said earlier, which is very interesting to me, um, which uh, concerns the quality. Uh, the the arch uh, qual uh, qualitative arch let's say that the game takes uh, which to me is the other way around <laughs> like I lose interest um, with every new stage basically that's crazy uh, yeah yeah because um, because I think the game is very it's pretty shallow over overall and sort of lacking complexity and it's the it's more which is fine because the main appeal i think is more in the goofiness and sort of the just the novelty of the different of the different gameplay types to begin with to mm -hmm. have them like sequence like that um but uh, i like since since it is that simple i i think it does much better at the stages which are decidedly uh simple and not and um as opposed to the Stages which you know <laughs> sort of are uh, conceptually more complex, but not in the execution. So um, yeah, so 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 I like the uh, I like the first two uh, stages the best, where you're just just fighting stuff and you're just sort of changing your look and getting new body parts and sort of uh, because it reminds me of a game that I like much more, which is Evo Search for Eden, uh, which is more or less just confined or confines itself to that kind of gameplay where you're uh, evolving and sort of fighting it's a side scroller on the from on the snes uh, and you're fighting uh other creatures there and you pick up points and you use them to 
grow body parts and they come with different like stats and attacks and stuff so it's much more focused on that rpg element of it um and once it gets to the rts stuff it's just kind of yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, why, why am I playing this RTS? Like, I could be playing an actual RTS. <laughs> okay, Murph, what's your take? Um, I actually have the middle path from <laughs> uh, the two of you. I think that uh, the middle stages sag the most. Um, so, like, the space what stage... What are the middle ones? Uh, I, I would say tribe and city. You can see okay. an argument uh, but, but for I'm, tribe and city okay, but, being the worst. I can see that. Um, you're 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 with me then. You're with me. Well, then, no, because I, I like the space stage. Okay. Well. Okay. I mean, I I, I didn't spend too much. Here, okay. Uh, Here's the time thing. actually in the space stage. But at the end of the day, I agree with you, Pavlos. The mechanics aren't complex. My thing is is that I find that especially the space stage, but even the Civ stage is slightly rewarding and feels like a good payoff to what you've been doing, whereas. Um, the cellular stage for me really feels like a nothing like I feel very little doing the cellular stage and then the like the I don't know what you call the stage in between the actual tribe stage and the you running around thing because like you you sort of like don't immediately start as a tribe you sort of like run into it and you gain sentience that way what do you call that stage stage two creature creature stage that's it the creature stage I kind of like more because the tribe stage has a lot of like me- mechanics to me. Like I'm not like crazy about it, but like at the end of the day, I think I respect the efforts more. I think this is a game where I respect the efforts of what it does instead of actually mm-hmm. enjoying it until like near the end. Like that's for me. For me, the creature stage is is the stage here for me because that's also it's where the primary way to like enjoy. The... It, I think or the intended. I think that's where the creature designs like that's where you that's where you get the most joy out of seeing your creature designs roam around the world. You can see their descriptions. You play you you have a full view of your character. Whereas later, it you know obviously it it's about much bigger units and you don't see any like creatures anymore. It's just the, like the you're just playing the sieve or you're playing like it's not about the goofiness of the individual designs and having them sort of run around see seeing them run around and so for me the creature stage is the is the sport is the sort of the 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 stage where spore is at its more at its most uh spory uh so to speak okay murph go ahead yeah uh so i think the cell stage is a lot of fun because it's so mechanically simple um, I would yeah. often just load that just to do a run as a cell. Um, I think what Pablo said about the creature stage is my opinion. That's when you're designing your creature. And so that's when it's like the most sort of involved because it's like, okay, I'm, I'm setting this in stone for the next three stages. And then you get to tribe, which um, coming back to this game 10 years later, I realized how much I was fooling myself as a child by saying that tribe was like my second favorite stage because that stage <laughs> is awful. It is such it is such a weird difficulty spike because once again you can either conquer tribes or you can befriend them, but all tribes spawn as immediately hostile to you. And so you have to give them food as a gift, which is like a huge chunk of your resources. And even then, they may just attack your gift bringer on sight. 
and then go to war with and, you. And correct me if I'm wrong. They're like hostile specifically to you, right? Not they to don't like interact, the they other don't act, tribe interact down with each other. No, you get like the tribes don't interact with each other. They don't attack each other. They are just objectives for you to complete. And it's just so frustrating, uh, even not when you're playing on hard. Uh, even on easy, I remember like the tribe stage being such a drag. Mm -hmm. And then you get to city, which I think is an improvement, but it's a if you're playing like a military sieve, it's real easy to steamroll to victory. Okay, I was a uh, carnivore, every... and I liked designing the stuff. Like, I designed yeah. the vehicles. Um, I got a kick out of that. I, I've just never been fond of the building creators in Spore. I, I just don't have It's the, even uh... more limited, but also I feel more relaxed in, like, the meta of it. Because when I look at the things, like, okay, if I add a fucking window, it doesn't matter. And I, and I feel better about yeah. it. Mm. You so you're more like you can make something aesthetically pleasing yeah. rather than having to like go for mechanics. Yes. Yeah, I can I can I can buy that. Yeah. Um I always liked designing like the water ship and air like dynamic being like, "Oh, I want I want a fast airship." And then like my water vessel, that's the real heavy hitter. So I conquer them from the sea and then send out my land units from the conquered city. Uh that's that's always been kind of fun. Um if you're playing as a traitor, it's basically like a screensaver game because if anyone declares war on you, you just pay them off and you're just setting up mm -hmm. your trade routes, buying up individual cities. And that that's that's kind of fun. And then you have the religious cities, which I haven't really played a lot of because I always go into a tribe just conquering everyone because it's easier. And then you have space stage, which is basically half the gameplay once you get to it. Um, and it's real easy to forget about the prior stages once you're in space because it's such a game unto itself. You're exploring systems, you're going on missions. If you have the Galactic Adventures expansion, then you're, like, beaming down to planets to go on quests. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then for the first time in ten years of playing this game, even though I have probably, like, a thousand hours on it on my old computer, uh, I went mm -hmm. for, like, full completion in the space stage. And... Once you do that, there's really uh, nothing left other than more of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, you get like the staff of life. Mm -hmm. uh, you get forty-two of them, which is a reference. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, ha, ha. Right. Um, so I guess talk to us about. Um, okay, let's let's go back in time. Let's talk about mm -hmm. young Mur young Murph. Yep little seeing seeing let's start before the game released like uh, you you were following it right you were oh, following oh yes the... i was following this game yeah. basically um i would watch like the g did you have any the g4 coverage of e3 right right do you have any a connection to maxis did you play like sim city or uh yeah i, I played stuff? i played the sims 2 a lot um, okay. Yeah. And I knew Will Wright's name as a guy who made like simulation games, and as a kid, I was really into simulation games because they let me like mm -hmm. basically flex creativity and tell stories. Um, yeah. So I heard on the G4 coverage of E3 2005, I think, um, mm -hmm. they mentioned Spore and how it's like it's a game about evolution. You build a creature and go up to like space stage, and I was like, oh my god, it's like that's so many stories you can tell. <laughs> You can right, right. Um, and then I would often watch. There is a one-hour GDC video of Will Wright playing a very, very early version of Spore, 
Um, mm-hmm. And there was another one he did for GDC 2006, like a year later. That's 30 minutes long. And then there was just, just sort of radio silence on Spore. And I was still like, I would tell people like, oh, my most anticipated game is Spore. I'm just waiting for Spore. And I would like often go to the website to be like, is is there any new video? Have they made it better looking? Uh, and then just like a complete art style shift to what it is now. It looks a lot goofier, a lot more cartoony. And I was yeah. like, this, no, no, this is like the other way around. They've uploaded like an even earlier uh, beta version. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the game comes out. Well, actually it came out as the creature uh-huh. creator first, like a full year before right. the full came. And so I would tool yeah. around in that. And then uh, because I was just waiting and waiting for it, my dad got me like the official Spore Prima guide. Um <laughs> Which is a I'll, I'll give a shout out to that that guide uh, because it tells like a yeah. little narrative about a creature evolving. Uh, there you go. Uh, oh, nice. It, it's very funny and fun. Um, I, I get big feels getting to the end of that guide because it ends on like a very mm. like the universe is wide open message. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then the game finally comes out, and uh-huh. I think even as a child. I was like, this is like my most hyped game of all time. This is a 6 out of 10 game. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And even after, like, I still pumped in like a thousand hours into this game. Like, I think if I die and you get to the pearly gates and like St. Peter shows you what you spent most of your time on, uh, Spore will come Mm -hmm. up like probably in the top 15 for me. Not even as like games (laughs) played. It's just activities done. Right, right. Um, and you made like over 400 uh, uh, creatures. Right? Uh, over 400 creations, not just creatures, but uh, buildings, vehicles. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I would often start yeah. like playthroughs being like, I'm going to go for a fully social creature. Because when you get to the space stage, um, how you did in the previous stages defines a certain archetype. There's like bard, knight, templar, um, and those come with their own like unique abilities. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, we're yeah. So the 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 creation tool comes out. You make some creations there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sure, uh, and you, like I'm sure you seek the, you know, other people who are excited about the game. Yes. Uh, you share share your creations somewhere. on the Sporepedia. Tell, tell us about the. Tell us about the community. Uh, aspect. so this is where we're we're gonna get into my dark uh, spore backstory. Uh, not mm-hmm. to be confused with Dark Spore, which was a spin-off game that was a Diablo clone. That's <laughs> um, true. Oh, God, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, I would go often on the Sporum, which is the Spore Forum. And uh, what's funny about that is for the longest time, when you search Sporum <laughs> on Microsoft, before, like, pre-Bing, whatever search engine was before that, um, mm-hmm. the second result would be, like, a Yahoo question of... If I will, I get pregnant if I eat sporum. Oh, um, <laughs> oh God! Very amusing. Um, <laughs> yes, the official spore forum. I spent yeah. a, probably as much time playing spore as I was on that spore forum. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and okay, this is gonna get a little cringe and a little strange. I'm, but I'm gonna tell in, a story. Everybody, all right. Yeah. All right. I'm were gonna, you were you a moderator? No. I was, I was on, I'm going to stress this. I was like, I was like 12, 13. Okay. And people knew you on that side, right? 
people knew of things I had done, but I was never like personally popular. I think uh, you maybe were I'm just old and bitter now. Yes. Um, oh no. So, <laughs> so the Spore Forum was often divided between like realistically shitting on Spore. Um, being like, this was not what we yeah. were promised. We were promised something much more scientific and less cartoony. Mm -hmm. um, and often there was like the talk of, well, it's Maxis. They made The Sims. They're just going to pump out a lot of expansions to expand upon it. They didn't. And then people were like, oh, there's going to be a Spore 2 that will fix the problems. That never came out. Um, and along comes this topic <laughs> on the general discussion page called evolutions similar to spore and it was this guy i forget his username but he was like oh there's this swedish team of student game devs that are making a game like spore but much more scientific and realistic and i'm one of their beta testers and he would post like these long descriptions of the gameplay and like these pictures and saying stuff mm -hmm. like oh uh i started the game as like a little worm scuttling on the ocean floor and every time i hit jump i would develop like fins that allowed me to like swim and glide and the okay. he would often vanish for months at a time and, and in that time people would like argue within the topic itself of like is this real is this fake like he posted a link to the like evolutions website but it was all in swedish and no one spoke or bothered to translate this is like pre-google translate um yeah. and so it just like devolved into this like huge flame war and enter user uh, the Ludicrous, we called him Ludi, who was known for uh, taking, like, spore creatures he had made and photoshopping them into different video games or real-life pictures. And he posts <laughs> this uh, little green Barney creature. Uh, let me see here. Mm -hmm. I meant to have this ready, but I was drugged out ahead of time. Um, okay. Called the Hug Monster. And he gave it, like, this like little goofy pink background. He said, like, oh, this... this uh, topic stressing out. Let me get a picture to calm everyone down. And he posts. You should send it to me so I can use it as a thumbnail for the oh for yeah the podcast on the yeah. Uh, here I'll I'll just post it in the chat of what it uh looks like. Mm -hmm. And I like said this is like obviously like done as a joke i'll lean into that and so i responded saying something like oh now i feel all warm and fuzzy and don't want to fight thanks a lot and the ludicrous responds don't thank me thank the hug monster and i saw that name and immediately went weird with it and i typed out this little like script of me going to thank the hug monster and the hug monster breaking into my house and molesting me <laughs> Oh, oh, wait. I, oh, my God. What do you mean by script? Like, little story? And now, like, like... yeah, yeah, I typed it out. Like, me, colon, I'm going to go thank the hug monster. Uh, and that okay. took off. I cannot stress how that took off on the Spore Forum. Suddenly, <laughs> people are, like, posting hug monster. We called them hug monster scripts. in like, other topics, uh -huh. like, just derailing conversations with being like talking about the potential of the aquatic stage, but then you'd have to fight hug monster sharks. <laughs> yeah, you should talk about that cut stages later. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Um, and so, and I was always known as the best hug monster memer. Uh, uh -huh. Often I would like try to find a new angle, like um, s like <laughs> one time the hug monster dragged me through my toilet pipes and I was found dead in a septic tank. 
Um, <laughs> like, and its weakness was a bowling ball, which was like kryptonite to it, because you would throw a bowling ball at it um, in panic okay. as it came towards you. And then the but, Ludacris uh, and his little community mm -hmm. of photoshoppers, like, did an edit of the Call of Duty Nazi zombies mode, but replaced all the zombies with hug monsters. So now it's like there's a species of hug monsters. They're invasive. It's a, like a galactic empire. And the lore, okay. the lore starts to build. Um, one person came along and, like, put out their own creation called Susan, which was a Falionto, which was its, like, own little species and said, oh, her home planet was destroyed by hug monsters, and now she hunts them. And we were like, that's great, she's like Samus. And now, like, the lore just keeps building and building, and I can't stress enough how we were all 12, and this joke entirely hinged on a race of Barneys that molested children. Um, <laughs> and this is the official Spore yeah. Forum, and it culminated in three ways. Um, the first way okay. was that the Spore Forum got an official hug monster emote. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and keep in mind, this is like nice. pre-Discord. This is like 2009. So this is a big so deal. So like custom, custom emotes are like kind of unheard of. Like every forum had like the generic smileys. And then on the Sporum page, it would have the generic smileys and then Sporum specific smileys. And it was just a hug monster one. It was like an edited Mega Man sprite. Because uh, I remember it's very, that specific him jumping with his arms in the air. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So someone like... At the very least, on Maxis's payroll, had to approve this, you know, and that's yeah. what boggles yeah. my mind now. Down the fact, like someone signed off on this, uh, someone decided to make the form's official mascot a murderous pedophile. Um, <laughs> and so what came next is the Galactic Adventures expansion comes out, and for those that don't know, that allows you to effectively uh, make your own like quests for, like, your space captain to go on on, like, the planet level. And there was an interview with the lead designer of that expansion. And uh, they asked him community questions. It was, like, an AMA. And the very first question was, are you familiar with some of the more infamous Spore creations, like the Hug Monster? And he responds um, with laughing and says like oh yes we've talked about him a lot at the maxis office he reminds me a lot of the pedo bear uh with with galactic <laughs> adventures players can make their own hug monster adventures and act them out mm -hmm. and i'm just like it, god in the era of twitter like that would be like a cancelable moment <laughs> <laughs> to, like, acknowledge that. And then, uh, this was a huge news, big deal for me, is that um, to hype up Galactic Adventures, they had several adventures written by the staff at Robot Chicken. Now, this is hard to verify great. because... Great. Yeah? No, no, that's just a great... Uh, yeah. Uh, I thought you were saying, fantastic. wait, like, oh my god, Pablo's it's all about together. to correct your <laughs> no, shit or just, something. Just, just getting my sneer, just getting my sneer. In yeah. yeah. Uh, Robot Chicken... Um, and unfortunately, these are no longer, like, findable on the Sporpedia. They're very hard to track down, and pretty much only re-uploads exist. But I swear to God, in one of them, um, it, like, it's a village scenario, and at one point there's a sign that says, Beware of Hug Monsters. <laughs> and I remember seeing that, thinking, like, oh my god, Seth Green is familiar with my work. I'm gonna be the youngest robot chicken writer ever. <laughs> 
There you go, man. <laughs> and and you were, you were. Yeah. Um, and so, like all good things on the internet in 2010, it was decided, let's make a machinima. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, we were going to make Hug Monster the movie. Oh. And I, as the foremost Hug Monster script writer, was elected to make the Hug Monster script. How old were you at this For point? the movie. I was 13, probably. I was like eighth grade, I think. Okay. Let's get a 13-year-old um, to write a movie. Let's do it. In scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, you may be wondering... Is this script still around? And the answer is yes. Um, I know exactly yes, where it's coming. saved. I know that it's still uh -huh. unfinished. Yeah. Um, and gonna get a once the Twin Geeks uh, Patreon reaches a thousand dollars a month, there you go. We'll, we'll do a live reading. <laughs> That's okay. what I'm talking about. Murph getting in on that Patreon game. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And that's, that's where the wheels started to come off for the Hug Monster, because I got, like, I would say maybe 75% through the script, and I was posting, like, the new scenes each day, and everyone's like, oh my god, this is hilarious. Um, and I don't know, I was like, okay, I'm pretty close to the script, have, like, you guys done any, like, I don't know, learning how to make a, a machinima in the Spore Engine? They're like, well, we've made a lot of props, and I've asked some people if they want to voice act, and they all said no. <laughs> and that's when I, I had, like, a moment of Clarity. maturity and sobriety yeah. where I was like, this movie's not going to get made. Wait, who, who did they ask, though? Was it just um, Probably, I think it was all, like, family members and personal friends. Oh, that's super sad. Uh. Uh, but I mean the voice acting like worst case you could have voiced them no I couldn't I didn't have a microphone like I think that was the big problem no no by you I mean like you community oh but, uh, well one guy was like oh I'll voice these 12 characters oh, because oh. I made them all <laughs> um, yeah like he, this was and he works for Bethesda a, now <laughs> I'm sorry yeah I, I, I don't know I don't know where anyone else from the Sporum is these days um, we tempted several times to make, like, our own forums. Because, again, 2010, you can just get a domain name. Um, we made we made a Hug Monster uh, forum. Um, but it just turned out to be easier to go to back to the Sporum. Because that's where all, mm -hmm. like, everyone else was. It wasn't just the 12 it of us. It was the way to get new people. Um, yeah. Yeah, and there was, like, one topic I remember that was, like... Have you told anyone else in your life about the hug monster? And one guy was like, oh, I told my youth pastor about it. And he said he could be converted. <laughs> Which is so... <laughs> Which is just hilarious to think about now. <laughs> wow. Well, uh... Pavlos wasn't ready for man. this story. So... No, I mean, I have questions. Um, um, so, what, so, one, one last yeah, thing. This yeah. brings it full circle. Yeah. Is that... Right. Um... Years, I would check in every now and again. Like, after I just ghosted them on the script, I, I vanished from the forum. And I would check in. Okay. Like, a year later, they were like, we're still making the Hug Monster movie. We need someone to finish Murph's script. And no one stepped up. And another year goes by, and I check in again. And they're like, 
um, we're starting the Hug Monster movie from the ground up, like com- completely new script, completely new ideas, uh, like sign up for what position you want. And everyone was like, oh, we'll make models. And no one was like, we'll film it, we'll voice act it. Uh, hmm. And then I would check in at the Hug Monster forum recreated, and there were like 20 new entries, all from the guy that started that original Evolutions topic. Ah. Just having conversations with himself. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> what happened to that game? Did that happen? That was, that was fake. Student camp? That was 100% oh, fake great. because he started a new cool. topic saying like, oh, I'm going to... It wasn't real. I was trying to get Maxis... I was trying to pressure Maxis into making a more realistic spore. That's so stupid. But it's smart. Why is it? <laughs> but we're going to make... But we're going to make it so ourselves. Great. And I'm going to be the, the dev team. And someone was like, yeah, have you like any game creation experience? And he said, no, but I've read a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And some yeah. say he's making it to uh, this day. So after you had your like realization moment where mm-hmm. like, this movie's not going to happen. Is that where you like just cut off ties and just uh, start, stop posting? Effectively, yeah. Uh, even yeah. even my sock puppet account, I stopped posting. You sorry, you what? I had a sock puppet like account. D- I had an alt uh, called Pickmar <laughs> that I would basically use to hype my main account up. Because <laughs> how it went down is um, everyone said the ludicrous <laughs> made the hug monster, and that's objectively true. He made the creature. He made the original post, but I gave it the personality. And I n- so you made an account to highlight that. yes oh so yeah so to say like only... hey guys remember Murph remember Murph did that <laughs> did the actual work here yeah so great fantastic <laughs> fantastic ah uh, yeah because it would look uh, lame if Murph said that the... if Murph was like um excuse me I made that joke originally so yeah no I think no, we no, all, no I, yeah, I I'm gonna uh, unload here I'm gonna unload here because. Like, I went on a hiatus mm-hmm. for a few months, come back, uh, the Ludacris had, like, posted his goodbye, I'm leaving the forum, I'm leaving the community, I'm, in- I'm giving the rights of the Hug Monster to uh, Gandwasser, which is, like, his number two in the Photoshop community, and I was like, hold on, hold on, I am the, co- I am the Jack Kirby to the Hug Monster, I should have the rights, and no one, like, responded to me, they just ignored me. <laughs> Wait, did you post this as Murph or as Pickmar? As Murph, as Murph, and then I made okay, Pickmar okay. shortly after. <laughs> well, okay, Murph, okay. I think I, wow, I think the wow. lesson of the story is sometimes you know creativity doesn't get proper credit. Yeah, so I'm setting the record yeah, straight. Thankless. I'm setting the record thankless. straight here on the Daydream yeah. Cast. Where thousands of people on listen. <laughs> Um, and, right. and as far well, as I, I know, oh, I'm getting. Yeah. As far as I know, uh, the hug monster and all the like lore built around it is completely forgotten by time. Like I went on to like the Spore Reddit and searched like a mm-hmm. few of the character names. Nothing comes up. Like it has effectively been buried by the Spore community. Every. But would you say that the hug monster was uh, even at its you know its. Um, when when it was uh, you know in its high high, high point, um, was it a thing of like, there you are? It's like a s- sort of 
um, loud minority on the forums that were like celebrating it but then but also in the other sub forums life went on in a way or was it did it like really encompass uh, encompass the whole like or, like t take up the whole community like the whole community was behind this was or, or, uh, you know uh, the first one asking? in retrospect the first one um yeah because i remember like i would look at like the top 10 topics and like general discussion and if i saw even an inkling dis mention of the hug monster i would like quickly derail it and i remember like there was okay. supposed to be like one of the moderators made just like an official hug monster topic for all the people that liked the hug monster to talk in and i remember very okay. very specifically one person who was not in the group uh came in and said this topic's so full of spam it makes my eyes bleed <laughs> so basically they were trying um, to get rid of you in a way, but at the same time, official hug monster emote, <laughs> you know? And there was, like, and talk... It's more like you get your own space. Uh, yeah, it doesn't yeah. sound like they wanted to get rid of you. More like, you know, here's your, here's your sp sp uh, yeah. space. And here's then, like, can... one person was like, we should start a petition to have Maxis make, like, a hug monster plush. Because they're clearly fans of it. Um, mm -hmm. So, I'm there's, like... There's a dark timeline where, like, the Hug Monster movie was actually made, and I'm, like, in charge of that universe's rooster teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think you would probably regret it, because mm -hmm. uh, at some point, you know, I mean, I mean, the other day, it is, it's a child molesting. <laughs> child Are molesting. you still proud of the, the Hug Monster? I... It's it's a part of me, much like Spore is a part of me. Uh, yeah. I that's my five minutes of internet fame. I blew it all when I was twelve, you know. And like I do have aspirations of becoming like I don't know an acclaimed writer to some capacity. And like every day I think, but what happens when they find out about the Hug Monster? Yeah. Well, yeah. Apparently you can't find out. About I, I think it'll be fine anymore. I I don't think that's gonna. Uh. But, but um, it, I I still have a couple more questions. But, uh, but first of all, I want to say it's a great story because of, it reminds me of you know that time. I would say like you know ten, between like uh, ten eleven to like fifteen ish. I don't know sixteen. Just that you know I was in so many forums, so many different forums. Um, like nowadays, I can't really tolerate mm -hmm. forums as a form as a as a yeah you know way of communication anymore but uh like forums and messengers uh like I, uh, ice cube and uh trillion like i was using trillion of course because i wanted to have my ice cube and msn and yahoo accounts uh all under one thing i know in, in i know in the us um the what's called aim uh was really big um, AOL instant instant messenger. irc chats yeah 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 i also did i also was doing irc but only uh, the AOL thing I wasn't doing that was that was really that wasn't big at all here. Um, but the rest I was I was like yeah had like different people and all of them, you know you get to know people from forums you would add them there and feels like you were like connected to like so many strangers. It's kind of like to, so, so it's kind of like second nature mm -hmm. to me. Always was sort of was part of my I don't know. Anytime part of, part of anytime society. I was near a computer oh. I would open up the forum and just check what. 
if anyone had like reacted yeah. positively to my most recent hug monster script uh i was on a i was on a p i was on a playstation forums for the psp the psp sub forum specifically mm -hmm. i was on a i was on obviously at some point NeoGAF. i was on a german forum called uh, like site rather which was really cool because it actually had like a block function um which was really nice it was called the it was called console wars um um i was on a colombo forum <laughs> colombo um what was yeah. their version of the hug monster i don't know i remember uh on the colombo forum me and my friend who was also a colombo fan uh one of the first things i was posting was in the in a in the off topic forum um in a in a topic about i was i was i made a topic for i think monk the series monk um yes because i really was like enjoying monk at the time like tony shalhoub yes yeah as a kid mm -hmm. so i was like hey anyone any other monk fans here <laughs> and people were not happy that i signed up for colombo form which i love colombo but um like i all these people knew much more about it than me but um signed up on this colombo forum and then made a topic and, then, and that was sort of my first thing yeah, first thing that I did was like talk about a totally different show. <laughs> the, the, this this forum talk makes me nostalgic. Uh, two things. Number one, I I was never on a detective forum, but if I was on, if I would be on any detective forum, it would be on Murder She Wrote. Murder She Wrote would have been the the mm -hmm. number one for me. My heart goes out to Miss Fletcher. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, number two, I. Uh, <laughs> By the time I was 13 and 14, and this is probably more cringe than the Hug Monster, I was on 4chan. Like, I stopped the forum mm. game immediately. I didn't like the names. I didn't like being known in a community. Um, mm -hmm. Stuff like that. I, I, I liked the anonymity. And I, I, okay. I think I think Murph was, Murph, Murph was like the opposite because he, he contributed and he felt valued. And so he was able to, be, to continue contributing and feel more immersed in a community mm -hmm. and have his own sub community and yeah. that's really awesome even if it's cringe in retrospect who cares you were 14 or whatever yeah and you, know? you can still go on the official sporum wiki and read all about this <laughs> um as well as other forum about memes what? oh really oh, we have... uh, so so wait you can't find out about it um uh, i mean in that the wikis still exist but like the sporum has since been deleted and okay, as i said yeah. the current fan base doesn't talk about it did you save your scripts that was my next question did you save your oh yeah the stuff you wrote the posts not the scripts for the movie oh sorry. Uh, those uh... posts mm, mm -hmm. no uh, those would all be on the sporum so i i guess like internet archive lost maybe to time the way yeah. back machine uh, maybe i yeah. would be curious about the um i would be curious about the um the form again i'm curious about the form of them were they all like in a dramatic form like in a dialogue uh, uh, because that's how you described like me colon uh hack monster colon or yeah was it like they were all done as like scripts yeah like like okay like dialogue basically mm -hmm. um okay oh that's interesting so not really like descriptive like i would do or, stuff or, like, or, like i think i wrote a parody of bohemian rhapsody but it was about the hug monster uh okay like it just like, I can't I can't stress enough that this like dominated my life this character sure um, okay. yeah 
and then I you were, yeah, and no, then I, grew I can up. imagine it. We it was just like I I can't again it we we were all twelve. We thought Mr. Herbert on Family Guy was like the funniest premise ever. And so we just ran with it. I think a lot of the early you... Hug Monster jokes were also like... Wait, time out. How old are you guys right now? I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm 28. I'm 25. Okay. okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm 27. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm a little, I gotta be a little older than Murph when he said that. But it's all good. Yeah. Um, was it the thing with the Hug Monster where um, it you sort of forgot for 10 years and then... Uh, sort of it all came back to you? Oh, no, no. Or, I think about did... it at least, like, once a week. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a lot of a lot of anecdotes and stuff like that from that time. Oh, yeah. It, just, I, I could it hits keep me going. at the most random... I could... I... It hits me at the most random moments in my if, life. Like, yeah. If I, the Hulk monster was is... that big in yeah. your life, unironically, real, real question, has he ever shown up in your dreams? Mm, no i had i have had dreams of like scrolling through the sporum uh (laughs) it's like the opposite tetris effect except it's a forum yeah yeah um no he hasn't appeared in any dreams uh i really he's just been confined to spore i haven't tried to bring him into anything else i've done because i'm afraid of pulling the thread on that sweater I don't think you own the character, Murph. I don't. I don't. He gave it to Gand Wasser, which makes me very mad to this day. Uh, yeah. You should send um, him a strongly worded email in 2021. Yeah. That will go hope, very well. I hope you. I hope you. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna make I a YouTube you land, video you uh, looking for the hug yeah. monster where I track them all down. <laughs> and I feel like you should be writing for. Uh, like a Sesame Street or something, like something like that. You should be writing for that. I don't no. <laughs> you think the Hug Monster should make the the jump to no, to meet not, space? Not the <laughs> not the not the Hug Monster, but just you. You know, Me. just uh, yeah. It's just you know, since I clearly you're uh you're penchant for you know storytelling and uh, mm-hmm. sort of yeah stuff like that. Like uh, feels like. And, and obviously your love for the Muppets and stuff like that, you know, it feels like you should get a writing job. Yeah. Uh, at something like, like that. Um, maybe it doesn't have to be Sesame Street. Maybe that's a little bit too... Uh, uh, I'll get in contact with maybe John too... Raymond and see if he wants to make a Hug Monster movie. <laughs> I feel like you can do better than the Hug Monster. Um, but, I think yeah. you could upgrade, Murph. I think, yeah. or at the very least, you could come up with your own monster equivalent. Yeah, you could. Do you probably like not on spore? I think the spore thing you, is dead. You should probably kill. Are it. you a, are you a hugger in real life? Are you like a? What, am I mo- you know, Do I molest some... children? Is that what you're asking me? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. do I'm I do I hug people? This... Uh, yeah. I... No. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's people who like to hug a lot. And are you a hugger? People who. Um, I would say I became a hugger um, because uh, just it's got us the in, in sort of the student milieu in Germany or whatever. Like that's the you just, you know, when you meet your friends or whatever, it's yeah, you, you hug. I, you I think it's like hugs. I think I'm like a midpoint because there's different forms of hug in the in the hug martial art. I'm not a big like it, huge embrace guy unless I really know you. If I know you, I'm a big embrace. However, 
most of the time, I am like a side hug. Like, arm around the shoulder, you know, pat on the back, it's okay. And then I let mm -hmm. go. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's different types of hug. I mean, obviously, I also have, like, the the Greek... Um, Greek background where it's more the the fret like the same like as in other cultures like for in France or whatever the kisses you know the kiss left and right, um, but that's no I don't really kiss something. anybody I don't like people touching my face mm -hmm. I'm very anti people going near my face. See yeah that's that's bros okay. monster the kiss monster. Yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay all right uh, well that was that's. Thank you for that. I, Do we I have like any actual comments on the game? Like uh, I was gonna say, I don't know if I can go back, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure Murph still has. A... Uh, like I said, it's probably the most six out of ten game I've devoted a thousand hours to. Like the the, it, the it tragedy, really more, yeah. the tragedy of Spore is that there's nothing really like it or has been since. I know there's this game much, like yeah. called Thrive, which is intentionally meant to be like a more scientific Spore. Maybe that's what happened to the mm -hmm. evolutions team. Oh. Um, but they've okay. been Maybe. they've been deving at that Go for ahead. three years, and it's still on the cell stage. Like, oh wow. Uh, okay, here's my thing. I don't get this community thing. I watched like some videos regarding the community on this. I don't agree with this take that spore should be more scientifically realistic. Look, mm -hmm. I get it. Like DNA, like get enough DNA points to meet your partner, and then alter your creature more isn't like the most scientifically realistic way to do anything yeah but also i don't need a more realistic spore in my opinion like i'm okay with the color yeah i'm okay with That's the personality the um That's i think the, issue the real issues of the game are in the content like yeah. in the process mm -hmm. yeah the actual yeah. more shallow like, systems uh, mechanics yeah yeah, shallow systems. I think it's a, it's an ugly game, which kind of works with uh, the design. Like the designs, it kind of works works to create that you know look for the designs or whatever to have them be like this these sort of grotesque creations or whatever. But it's also kind of a by ugly I mean also kind of like the environments and stuff like that. It's like very bleh, like very sort of drab. I don't know, not very original, um, very empty. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's more, it's more, it's, it's a really interesting game, but not one that I enjoy playing. Uh, and like I said, that's why the first two stages for me are the most interesting, um, because they are at least the simp the simplicity of them matches the, also the actual simplicity of the entire thing. Whereas later on, there's a real disconnect between ambition and reality. Mm -hmm. Oh, you um, see. I, you know, I think this goes into values, especially in the idea. Because, like, when we talk about this game, there's two versions. There's the game we literally just played, which isn't very great. And there's the idea of the game. And to me, I actually don't think the creature stuff is the big appeal. Like, I think in a way it is. And it's definitely, like, clearly an appeal. I'd be in denial if I said that. But for me, it's the progression. It's the growth. Mm -hmm. It's the sort of evolution. That's the ambitious part because otherwise, yeah, this game exists with EVOO or whatever. Like a, yeah. a game where you just function as a creature and you can evolve statistically as you gain points or whatever. Like that exists. It's been a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I guess that's where I come from on it. And so like when I look at the space stage and what it tries to do as it grows, I think it's fascinating even if it's like 
heavily flawed, you know? Yeah. What if they made a, what if they made a, like, um, like the, like the Kislovsky's Decalogue or Three Colors or like, uh, I, I don't know, like basically, uh, like a, like a, basically like a, like a movie pentalogy, uh, equivalent where, um, Spore is five games. And every game is dedicated to one stage, but it's a full game. So it's like this, it would be like this mm. life, life spanning, like, like it's, it's like this studio, it's like a, it's like a, a project of like, you know, huge proportions, let's say 20 years for the, for all five games uh, to come out. And it's like every stage is one game and sort of spores the, is this, is this a, uh, pentalogy of of five games. <laughs> what if what if it was that? Like this is super huge uh, uh, thing. I mean, yeah. If you want to get the Indiegogo going for that, I'll contribute. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me ask if I know. Okay, so the one expansion for this game specifically fleshed out the space section. Mm-hmm. If the, if there was another DLC, obviously that's not happening. If there was another DLC <laughs> to specifically focus on a section and fix it. It would be tribal for you, right, Murph? Or what? What? Which one would it be? Um, the one on the forum back in the day is everyone's like, "Oh, they're gonna put in the aquatic stage, which would be like a bridge mm-hmm. between creature and cell, which was in See, yeah. the early like 2005 version, and then that was cut." Um, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get like underwater cities. We're gonna make like mer people and stuff." Um, I think that would be much more substantive. Rather than, like, improving any one stage, adding, like, mechanics that go across the entire, all five stages, I think is far more interesting to me. Okay, that's fair. What are other stages uh, that were cut? Um, There was going to be a molecular stage, like, way before even, like, the cell, and it was going to be sort of a, um, like, a Tetris-type game. Like, not a lot of information exists on it. And then there was going okay, to be like something between, thing. like, civilization and tribe called the city stage, um, which was going to be okay, based yeah, around, sense. like, internal politicking. Before you can become a nation, makes you sense. have to become, like, a city. Yeah. Yeah. You have to become a... Yeah. I, right. Become a government civilization to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Makes sense. So it feels yeah. like more details in the transitions between... Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, again, this was made by Maxis, so everyone thought they were going to pump out a bunch of, like, unique expansions. Like, you look at The Sims 2, all the crap they added. Like, here's the magic expansion. Here's the expansion that adds uh, seasons. Here's the one that allows you to go on vacations. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you think right. the lack of content was because of the reception, or was it literally their attitudes? Like, do you uh, think... I think it was wholly the reception. I think Spore was not, like as big a game yeah. as they expected and so it very much petered out um i mean so- clearly the development time and everything it combined with the i mean and it's very understandable um just uh due to the you know the the, the ambition or whatever like you spore is like a game where i can imagine sort of the first half of of coming up with what a game should be it just flows you know you can just throw around ideas and whatever and then when you have to actually um sort of put them together and make a game out of it Mm -hmm. um i'm sure it took like i mean that's i think the development time being so long i think makes total sense because 
you know you have to like come up with systems you have to come like with i think, I think i'm sure like it took them quite a while to come up with uh, okay he, there's always three things mm-hmm. for each stage and you you know that will come because and that's that's super gamey like those those are super gamey sort of systems um bolted on and i'm sure they wanted something more organic but it's very tough and yeah. you need like a lot of resources and stuff. And I'm sure they like at some point they had to like switch to a more um, sort of design uh, design oriented thing of like this. We have to make this a game. We have to come up with some systems which you know mm-hmm. which aren't very natural, which aren't very organic, which are just very video gamey. But other we need to get this shipped <laughs> eventually. Like yeah, um, and I mean it's just. Like, Spore is the reason I never buy into hype anymore. Um, Whenever I hear people talking like, this is going to be, this game that's coming out is going to change video games. It's going to have all these... So you didn't fall for Cyberpunk, is what you're trying to tell me. No, I was always skeptical of Cyberpunk. I was always skeptical of No Man's Sky. Um, Like, all Mm -hmm. these games that are theoretically going to have all these amazing systems and stuff, I... I'm I'm numb to it. I'm I just don't buy into it. I'm like that's going to be a seven out of I mean, ten game. It's going to have a very devoted fan base. Because I was there. I was there. <laughs> Peter Molyneux's mo is spore. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, uh, that's why. Well, that's why it's not there. Or not around anymore. Now um, let me ask you because I kind of share that attitude towards things. Um, but in like a weird way where I still get hyped for it. Like I still get hyped for the seven. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, does that make sense to you when I say that? Yeah, no, no, that, that totally makes sense. Like, get, getting excited. We're, we're, we're like, I'm not going to lie. I still want to play Cyberpunk. It looks like a piece of shit, and it was awful and all that. I still want to play it. Yeah. It's like, what? it's not what it promised, but what it is looks appealing. Yes, exactly. And I'm okay with what it is. Like, basically, I see the fact that what was promised is not going to happen. And obviously, it doesn't in retrospect either. But even then, I look at it and I go, that sounds perfectly fine to me. And like, Spore taken as is, is I wish it could be better. But when I take it, I'm not disappointed. Yeah, I mean, you know I'll still I mean? like, I'll still pump like twenty hours into a playthrough because the creature creation is a lot of fun. The game has a lot of personality and humor. Um, yeah. especially yeah. once you get to like the space stage, and there's just lines and lines. I enjoyed of, doing it uh, with you. I enjoyed watching. I enjoyed watching you, but there, yeah, but like with the travel stage, I lost interest. Mm-hmm. Even watching you. Um, yeah. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no, I mean. For sure. I mean, also, Brogan and I, I think, have the bonus of, like, we're not bitter because <laughs> we never, we didn't go through the, um, you know, yeah. through the expectation cycle. Yeah. Uh, I'm a spore, I'm <laughs> not a spore all. expert. I'm a spore veteran. <laughs> yeah, you're, right. You're, you you're survived. Shaped. You've been mold, yeah. molded. You survived, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, th- well, I think, I think, you know, I think uh, we can, we can leave it there. Say, uh, mm. thank you very much for, uh, for share for sharing your story with us. Yeah, it's hope, that's uh, that's the first time I've ever told anyone about my secret spore history. Uh, did it feel good? Did it feel like that, therapy? I feel like I've gotten the weight off my shoulders because I will still. Right. When I was on the Sporum, I used the username Murfo4, which I now use on Discord, and I've used on a lot of forums since. And I use it specifically because I'm waiting for the day for someone to be like, "Oh my God, you're the Murfo4." 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well, yeah. I I hope you found peace of mind, or will find it. I yeah. Hope, um, yeah. Uh, this is sort of uh, spiritual. When I die, the hug monster <laughs> will come for me at last, and he will greet me like an old friend. Uh, yeah. I hope it's probably uh, consensual. Um, it will be consensual this time. I will put down the bowling ball. All right. Uh, well, thank thank you very much, and thank, of course, thank you, Brogan. Also, no uh, as always. Uh, right. Uh, next time we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna get to one of the games that we said in our game of the year 1985 uh, podcast. Uh, we that we should do a full episode on. Uh, and we're gonna do that with next ta- uh, next uh, time where we're gonna talk about Portopia serial murder case. Um, so yeah, one of the early uh, early like uh, adventure visual novel detective games, kind of in preparation also for the re-releases of the Famicom Detective Club, um, re- uh, like re. Uh, what do you call it? like remakes essentially uh, that are hitting that are out on switch today um so yeah look forward to that and uh right thanks for listening uh take care and stay fresh everyone bye everybody